the mahabharata chapter 15 the slaying of bakasura in the city of ekachakra the pandavas stayed in the guise of brahmins begging their food in the streets and bringing what they received to their mother kunti would wait anxiously for their return if they did not come back on time she would be worried fearing some evil might have befallen them kunti would divide the food they brought in two equal portions one half would go to bhima the other half would be shared by the other brothers and the mother bhima being born of the wind god had great strength and a mighty appetite vrikodara one of the names of bhima means wolf bellied and a wolf always looks famished however much it might eat bhima's insatiable hunger and the scanty food he got at ekachakra went ill together and he grew thin which caused much distress to his mother and brothers one day when the other brothers had gone to beg for arms bhima sena stayed behind with his mother and they heard loud lamentation from the house of their landlord some great calamity surely had befallen the poor family and kunti went inside to learn what it was the brahmana and his wife could hardly speak for weeping but at last the brahmana said to his wife oh unfortunate and foolish woman thou time and again i have wished we should leave this city for good you you would not agree you persisted in saying that you you were born and bred here and here you would stay where your parents and relations had lived and died how can i think of losing you who have been to me at once my life's mate loving mother the wife who bore my children nay my all in all i cannot send you to death while i keep myself alive this little girl has been given to us by god as a trust to be handed over in time to a worthy man it is unrighteous to sacrifice her either it is equally impossible to allow our son to be killed how can we live after consigning to death our only solace in life and our hope for the hereafter if he is lost who would pour libations for us and our ancestors alas you did not pay heed to my words and this is the deadly fruit of your perversity if i give up my life this girl and boy will surely die soon for want of a protector what shall i do 
it is best. It is best that all of us perish together. And the Brahmana burst forth sobbing. The wife replied, I've been a good wife to you and done my duty by bearing you a daughter and a son. You are able, I am not, to bring up and protect your children. Just as cast out awful is pounced upon and seized by rapacious birds, a poor widowed woman is an easy prey to wicked and dishonest people. Dogs fight for a cloth wet with ghee and in pulling it hither and thither in unclean greed tear it to foul rags. In like manner, a woman without a guardian becomes the sport of wicked people who drag her hither and thither. It is impossible for me to protect two fatherless orphans. They will perish miserably like fish in a waterless pond. It would be best if I am handed over to the Rakshasa. Blessed indeed is the woman who passes to the other world while her husband is alive. Bid me farewell. Take care of my children. I have been happy with you. I have performed many meritorious actions by my faithful devotion to you. I am sure of heaven. Death has no terror for one who has been a good wife. After I am gone, take another wife. Gladden me with a brave smile. Give me your blessings and send me to the Rakshasa. Hearing these words of his wife, the Brahmana tenderly embraced her utterly overcome by her love and courage. He wept like a child. When he found his voice, he replied, O oh, beloved and noble one, what words are these? Can I bear to live without you? The first duty of a married man is to protect his wife. I should indeed be a pitiful sinner if I lived after giving you up to the Rakshasa, sacrificing love and duty. The daughter who was hearing this piteous conversation now interposed with sobs. Listen to me, child though I be, and then do what is prosper. <laughs> it is me alone that you can spare to the Rakshasa. By sacrificing one soul, that is myself, you can save the others. Let me be the little boat to take you across this river of calamity. If both of you pass away, both I and this little baby brother of mine, 
will soon perish if this family ours can be saved from destruction by my death what a good death mine would be even if you consider my welfare alone you should send me to the rakshasa at these brave words of the poor child the parents tenderly embraced her and wept seeing them all in tears the boy hardly more than a baby started up with glowing eyes lisping father do not weep mother do not weep sister do not weep and he went to each and sat on their lap by turns then he rose up took a stick of firewood and brandishing it about said in his sweet childish treble i shall kill the rakshasa with this stick the child's action and speech made them smile in the midst of their tears but only added to their great sorrow feeling this was the moment for intervention kunti devi entered and inquired for the cause of their sorrow and whether there was anything she could do to help them the landlord brahmana said mother this is a sorrow far beyond your aid there is a cave near the city where lives a cruel and terribly strong rakshasa named bakasura he forcibly seized this kingdom 13 years ago since then he has held us in cruel thraldom the kshatriya ruler of this country has fled to vetrakia and is unable to protect us this rakshasa formerly used to issue from his cave whenever he liked mad with hunger indiscriminately killing and eating men women and children in this city the citizens prayed to the rakshasa to come to some sort of agreement in place of this promiscuous slaughter they prayed do not kill us wantonly at your whim and pleasure once a week we shall bring you sufficient meat rice curd intoxicating liquors and other delicacies we will deliver these to you in a carriage drawn by two bullocks driven by a human being taken from each house in turn you can make a repast of the rice along with the bullocks and the man but refrain from this mad orgy of slaughter the rakshasa agreed to the proposal from that day this strong rakshasa has been protecting this kingdom from foreign raids and wild beasts this arrangement has been in force for many years no hero has been found to free this country from this pest for the rakshasa has 
invariably defeated and killed all the brave men who tried. Mother, our legitimate sovereign is unable to protect us. The citizens of a country whose king is weak should not marry and beget children. A worthy family with culture and domestic happiness is possible only under the rule of a good king. Wife, wealth and other things are not safe if there be no proper king ruling over us. And having long suffered with the sight of others' sorrow, our own turn has come now to send a person as prey to the Rakshasa. None of us can bear to live after sending one of us to a cruel death. And so I shall go with my whole family to him. Let the wicked glutton gorge himself with all of us. Only God can help us. But we have lost all hope even of that. Kunti talked the matter over with Bhimasena and returned to the Brahmana and said, Good man, do not despair. God is great. I have five sons. One of them will take the food to the Rakshasa. The Brahmana jumped up in amazed surprise, but then shook his head sadly and would not hear of the substituted sacrifice. Kunti said, O oh, Brahmana, do not be afraid. My son is endowed with superhuman powers, derived from mantras and will certainly kill this Rakshasa. I have myself seen him kill many other such. Rakshasas, but keep this a secret, for if you reveal it, his power will come to naught. Kunti's fear was that if the story got out, Duryodhana's men would see the hand of the Pandavas and find out their whereabouts. Bhima was filled with unbounded joy and enthusiasm at the arrangements made by Kunti. The other brothers returned to the house with arms. Dharmaputra saw the face of Bhimasena radiant with joy, to which it had long been a stranger and inferred that he was resolved on some hazardous adventure. He questioned Kunti, who told him everything. Yudhishthira said, What is this? Is not this rash, thoughtless? Relying on Bhima's strength, we sleep without care or fear. Is it not through Bhima's strength and daring that we hope to regain the kingdom that has been seized by our deceitful enemies? Was it not through the prowess of Bhima that we escaped from the wax palace? And, 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 and you are risking the life of Bhima, who is our 
present protection and future hope i i fear your many trials of clouded your judgment kunti devi reply dear sons we've lived happily in the house of this pramana duty nay man's highest virtue is to repay the benefit he has enjoyed by doing good in his turn i know the heroism of bhima i have no fear remember who carried us from varanavatan who killed the demon hidamba it is our duty to be of service to this brahmin family then the citizens came to the brahmin's house with many kinds of meat delicacies jugs of curd intoxicating liquor placed on a carriage drawn by two bullocks bhima got into the carriage and set out to the cave of the rakshasa the carriage went forth to the accompaniment of music when they reached the accustomed place the citizens turned back to safety leaving bhima to go on alone in the carriage the place in front of the rakshasa's den was noisome with bones hair gore swarmed with vermin and ants bhima saw that it was littered with torn off mutilated hands legs heads and that foul carrion birds circled overhead sensing food bhima stopped the carriage and began voraciously to devour the food meant for the rakshasa <laughs> i must eat the food before it gets thrown in confusion of my fight with the rakshasa <clears throat> moreover after i slay him i shall be polluted by contact with his corpse I cannot eat the food the rakshasa whose temper had been chafed by long waiting was maddened when he saw what bhima was doing bhima also saw the rakshasa challenged him to fight the rakshasa with his enormous body red mustache beard and hair and a mouth stretching from year to year ran forth towards bhima who merely smiled unconcerned and evading the clutching hands continued to eat with his back to the rakshasa the rakshasa rained blows with his fists on the back turned so arrogantly to him but bhima neither noticed him nor stopped eating the rakshasa uprooted a tree threw it at bhima who did not turn 
but merely brushed aside the missile with his left hand and continued to eat with his right. It was only after he had finished even to the lost part of curd and rinsed his mouth that he rose up with a sigh of satisfaction and faced the Rakshasa. A great fight ensued between them. Bhima played with the Rakshasa, throwing him down at will, bidding him rise and fight again. Thus, the Rakshasa was many a time tossed up by Bhima as though he were a mere doll of rags. Finally, Bhima threw him down, placed his knee on his back, broke his bones. The Rakshasa uttered a frightful howl of pain and despair, spewing blood and died. Bhima dragged the carcass to the gates of the city. Returning to the Brahmin's house, he took a bath and then gave an account of the day's deed to the great delight of his mother. Yatra Yogeshwara Krishno Yatra Partho Dharuttaraha Tatra Sri Vijayo Bhutir Durvani Tirma Tirmimam